ready to begin. What year is this? The year is 2020, and this is Beyond Sin. Hey there, welcome to the show. This is Beyond Synth, and today is a family show, and I am joined by the Beyond Synth family. There's Marco Merrick. Hey, everybody. Mike Mendoza. The time of Andy is over. (laughs) (laughs) The age of Mike is at hand. That's not bad. <laughs> and, of course, Florence Bullock. Hi. See, I can't do a cool voice like that, so now this <laughs> intro just sounds really boring. Well, at least, it's, hi. At least it's a reference you get. <laughs> oh. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> Is that a diss? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. You're, you're laughing like I'm making fun. It kind of felt like oh. it, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it felt like it a little. <laughs> oh, Florence. Anyway. <laughs> so, look, let's... <laughs> <laughs> oh, me. <laughs> so, carrying on the tradition from the last few episodes of Family Show, we'll be playing some trivia. So, some people sent me some trivias. I think three or four. I have one uh, that I wrote, and uh, we're going to do them, man. So, maybe we'll just do like a quick catch-up, listen to some music. I know Marco's got some picks. I got some tracks to play. Mm-hmm. Mike was all excited because like, I got tracks, too, but I never actually answered him if I wanted them, and I'm still going to... No, I just no. wanted to, because Marco was like, oh, shoot, I don't have any tracks. Let me quickly look through my list, and I was like... Bitch, I'm sitting on a whole list already, so fuck yeah, but you out of here. You had to travel to your studio, so they gave me enough time. To <laughs> yeah, I hate that. <laughs> I was actually like, I was actually like, because uh, I saw one of the tracks that is on your list that's on my list, and I was like, son of a bitch, I get all the credit for this because I was right there when that came out. I on saw SoundCloud. your comment. Yeah, I yeah. was like, this is, I bet this is off his list anyway. So <laughs> it's a good track too. Anyway, it's a great track. Listen, we'll both bottom line is you it. are all unprofessional in different and exciting ways. <laughs> <laughs> So, okay. thank you. Mm-hmm. Well, how about this? Let's get the show started with some music. How about, Marco, you, you play a track, and then we'll uh, we'll do the do. Oh, I thought you'd never ask. Andy, are you saying do the do because of... It's the Mountain Dew. It's the Mountain Dew slogo. 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 <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> slogo. What, what words did I combine there? Logo and slogan? I think it was yeah. slogan. Logo and slogan. Mm. All right, Marco, play me a song. <laughs> okay, the bottom line is, the bottom line is we're all having a good time, so. Yes, it is. And uh, an awesome compilation album came out, actually, on my birthday. It's got the who's who of Chill Wave producers on there. Really impressive stuff. The album is called Vespera. It's released by Stratford CT, who uh, bring out a lot of good music at their label. Um, it's available at Bandcamp and uh, other streaming services. The track that I picked off it, I had trouble picking just one because there's a lot of good ones here. And that is Crozier with Youth. Was it Crozier? I don't fucking know. I think I would say Crozier. I say Crozier, but whatever. It's fine. What did I say? Crozier. 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 (laughs) (laughs) All right, man. Let's do it.
And that was Croja with the track Youth, Marco's first pick this week. It was brought to you by my awesome Patreon supporters. You know the kings of the Pattersons because I say their names every week. There is Robert D. Bishop, King. Chris Dance, King. And Mike Shima, King. Three kings of the Pattersons. You guys are amazing and... uh, yeah, keep on being cool. And I'm back here with the Beyond Synth family. We're talking about Marco and Mike and Florence just having a good time. So maybe we'll do like a quick catch up because it's been like a month. So uh, Florence, what has been going on with you? Well, nothing much has changed. I should I should ring a bell when I go like, <laughs> throw to Florence. If she says nothing and then I'll hit like a fucking sound effect. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> So, yeah, I've been going into work a lot because I work at a school, so school started. So there's a lot of work to do. So, I'm, you know, I'm happy I'm still employed, which is rad. I also got tested for COVID, not because I, like, had any symptoms. It was just, like, a population test thing just to see if I had it for fun, pretty much. Mm. And it came back negative. So I do not have COVID, which is awesome. It's good. That's my update. Cool. I like, maybe those will be the updates from now on. Is and it's like COVID, and then you just have to say yes or no, and then the show's over. <laughs> <laughs> so what kind of what test did you do? Did you do the nose one, or do they do like the spit one now? The nose one. Ooh. They give you a Q-tip and you do it yourself. It was fine. Wait, because, wait, wait, wait. You know. uh, nurse, I lost the Q-tip. <laughs> wait a second. <laughs> oh, no, but don't they? Don't you have to put it far back in your nose? Yeah, yeah, pretty far back. Ugh, and you did that yourself? Yeah. No. And do you never cut a bullet out of your fucking arm or something? (laughs) (laughs) I've done the thing where, like, I heated up a knife on a stove and, like, uh, cauticized is what I just... Fuck, whatever. Fuck the joke. It's dumb. (laughs) I cauticized. I cauticized the joke. That's my slogan, you piece of shit. (laughs) Oh, God. Um, oh, that's good. No, but like, no, it wasn't comfortable. Like, I mean, it was like, it was uncomfortable to stick a Q-tip up your nose. But because oh. I did it, like, you know, I could dictate the, <laughs> like, the swiping action. <laughs> so, it was fine. Yeah, I don't okay. think I'd want anyone sticking shit up my nose. That's, yeah, that's weird. You want to do it right? Go get a Q-tip and stick it up your nose. No. That's what it feels like. It's nothing. It's literally a Q-tip. <laughs> and then just go mail it to a lab. <laughs> Mike, I just love the idea. Just mail a random Q-tip to Just write yeah. lab on the letter, too. Like. <laughs> the lab from Andy. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Oh my god! Okay, well, I'm glad uh, you are COVID free and yes. uh, working, so that's good. Uh, Mike, are you COVID free? I don't know. I didn't get tested. <laughs> I liked when Florence said that she got tested for fun because I imagine <laughs> that it was like in a like a Las Vegas slots situation, and like she's there with her girlfriends, and they're all like, "Ding ding ding! Oh, I don't have it! Ding ding ding! ding. I got." And they're all like freaking out and the machine's like ding ding ding. <laughs> was it like that, Florence? That's exactly what it was like. But the the machine goes ding 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 when you don't have it. Well, that's cool. How about you, Marco? <laughs> you ever shoved a Q-tip up your nose? Uh no, no I, I haven't shoved a Q-tip ever, I think. I'm not planning on doing it anytime soon. Sounds it sounds kind of vulgar. Yeah. It's a Q-tip. Can't you just spit on a Q-tip and give it to him? No, you stick it up your nose. <laughs> They, they basically just want your boogers. So gross. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> yeah, Does that so go gross. against your religion? 
I don't understand. I, yeah, I don't understand why it's immoral. It's so why people are so freaked out about sticking a Q-tip up their nose. Do you have to like brush it along the side, like really hard, to get some DNA on it, or you just no, no, you just you stick it up there, and you they told they like they said like stick it up like this amount, and I'm like okay, that's like pretty far, yeah. and then you just swipe it. They say like swipe it three times, Ugh. and then do it with the other nostril, and then you put the Q-tube back in a little thing. Oh. That's it. That's it. It was not bad. Yeah, I just I don't know. <laughs> Like, I feel like if a doctor was doing it to me, then I wouldn't be super conscious as to how deep they were pushing. But if I was doing it, then I would know. I think that's the that's the issue. Oh, I'd rather do it myself because then I I would know. Oh, right. So because it's like, are they touching my brain? Like that kind of thing. Yeah. If a doctor does it, like they don't know if it's uncomfortable. Hmm. They're just going to do it. Yeah. yeah, I'd probably rather do it myself. I don't, I don't yeah. know. Yeah. <laughs> probably rather it, not do it at all. It wasn't a big deal. Oh, okay. okay, I'm not going to sit here and convince you that sticking a Q-tip up your nose is an okay thing. Just, do you think I could stick this whole paper towel up my nose? Do it. <laughs> all right, watch this. <laughs> now for my ding, next Ding, 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 ding. <laughs> for some reason, I start dinging. <laughs> Oh my god. The point is this conversation is stupid. We're all <laughs> The point is we're all having a good time. Uh let's listen to a song and then maybe we can uh, start with some games. That needs to go in a t-shirt. What? The point is we're all having a good time. Mm, it does actually. That would be cool. We all have our slogans. Andy make beyond sense t-shirts that say that on the back of them. We can make ones for Marco too. Like I had trouble picking just one. That can be like Marco's <laughs> fucking catchphrase. <laughs> <laughs> we all we all have our slogans. Look, I want to play a Garth Knight track. Man, this song's super cool. Garth Knight's awesome, and uh, this song is called Mach Ten. It's uh, brought to you by my awesome Patreon supporters. Where those where, where there's fuck. Look, there's Jose Arbello. All right, the King of Hell with the sixty six point six, and Jacob Wick with the forty four eighty eight. You guys are pretty cool guys, and uh, keep on being cool because it's important to me that you are. And this is Garth Knight with Mach Ten.
And that was Mach 10 by Garth Knight. Garth Knight's a cool guy. He was on the show a few years ago, but uh, he, I like his, his his music a lot. It makes me happy. And uh, that was brought to you by my awesome Patreon supporters. Well, there's City Hunter with the 42 and Hugh Hefner with the 2666. Ah, you guys are pretty cool and uh, make me happy that you're around. And now I'm back with the Beyond Synth family. We're talking about Florence and Marco and Mike. So... Are we talking about us? Well, we're, you're the Beyonce family, right? And yes, we are talking about you and talking about fucking sticking Q-tips up people's noses and stuff. <laughs> but we're going to move along. Now, some people submitted some trivia games. Some of these, like one guy submitted a thing because he had done like some film trivia with his, well, he said his partner. You know when like British people say partner and you don't know what they're talking about? Anyway, that's what's... <laughs> Why British people? Because they do. Every Like, all the my British friends always refer to their wives as partners. You know, you're always wondering at first, like, is it a man or a woman? Like, who's the partner, right? It always sounds like it's a colleague to me. My partner at Oxford. Yeah, exactly. It's like a business partner or uh, they're trying to, like, hide something. And it just turns out, like, that's just my wife. I'm like, well, and say wife, idiot. It's very important to me that I know the uh, the gender of people's spouses. <laughs> anyway. With the gender fluid. Well, then it, maybe then using the term partner is makes sense, right? because you don't know what day it is and like if they're male or female that day or whatever. Anyway, he submitted these questions. Maybe it was like a film trivia that he and his partner would understand. So some of these questions are like movies that I've never even heard of. Like the whole question, I don't know. <laughs> like any of the actors or the movies. So like you guys will have fun with that. We'll do that one in a bit. <laughs> so let's do this. I got a, I got a game here from Ethan Bobson Dugnut, which is uh, Ethan Hennings, although I think he's got a different name on the Patreon this week, but his name was Ethan Bobs and Doug Nut Hennings when he uh, submitted the game, and he says, I've got a trivia game idea for you. In my honest opinion, there's only two subgenres or styles of synthwave, John Hughes synthwave or John Carpenter synthwave. That being said, I am inspired to offer you some John trivia. So he's got two games, six questions each. One is the John Hughes trivia, and the other one is the John Carpenter trivia. Does that make sense? Sounds good to me. Let's fucking do it. I'm going to get my piece of paper out. I've been, I've been organizing. I know this sounds like the most obvious thing you could ever say. But being organized is awesome. <laughs> I put all these things into fucking bins, like labeled bins. I'm glad you finally worked that out. <laughs> well, I'm only uh, 38 years old, right? <laughs> I've had some bins in the past where I put a little tape on them and labeled them with like, you know, HDMI cables and stuff. But the other day I went to Tim Hortons and I asked for a tea and they gave me a fucking coffee and I was all wired and I went to the dollar store and like grabbed some more bins and I was just putting everything in like labeled bins and it is actually incredibly helpful. That's why the container store is like the best store in the world. There's a container store? Oh my God. It's literally a like a, a store of containers. It's amazing. Yeah, I guess the, you know, container store doesn't exist in Canada. I don't know. But there's literally a store called the Container Store here in the U.S. Like shelves and shelves of organizational items. It's the best. You know what I was looking for the other day and I didn't find? Because I always get this shit at the dollar store, which has now become sort of the $4 store because everything I buy there is $4 now. When it started, <laughs> it was all, everything was a dollar. And like, anyway, uh, that's all inflation. And uh, It happens to all of them. Yeah. Uh, what was I going to see? I'm looking for the like the, the ones for organizing food. You know, like when you have like the, the Tupperwares that hold cereal and stuff the little lid mm-hmm. at the top you can open it up and it keeps the cereal fresh but then you can like have a nice organized uh, cupboard yeah is this interesting to anyone <laughs> yeah <laughs> I do have of something course. to say about that. Okay. I uh, I did work at the container store and I, I got something like Whoa, that. Whoa, a plot twist. Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah, look at me. I'm the president of the container store. Didn't even know that, idiots. Um, <laughs> I got one of the cereal things 
And I thought it was going to be great. Poured my whole fucking box of Fruity Pebbles in there. What happens a week later? They're all fucking stale. You got to get one of those things that they got to somehow like be, you know, really, really secure, really tight. You can play with it at the Container Store. You can go to their ContainerStore.com, check everything out. <laughs> Discount code, uh, type in Mike Mendoza for 10% <laughs> off. ContainerStore.com slash Modern Night. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, those cereal things, just be wary because if you pay like a, for a cheap one, your shit's going to be bad. Unless you eat all the cereal really quick. And that's my tip of the week. Mm. No, that's a good tip because there's certain cereals that stay. You, remember when we did the thing where you and I ate the peanut butter cereal? That Reese's peanut butter cup cereal. It was like moist kicks. No, it stays. <laughs> it stays crisp. Like even if you like leave the bag open by accident, like you know some cereals will literally go stale within like five minutes of the bag being left open. But those ones, mm-hmm. they they stay crunchy uh, even if you forget weeks later. Mm, preservatives. Yep. <sighs> Which means it's all poison. So I don't know if it's fucking. <laughs> Really good, but anyway. yep. All right. Well, look, we just talked too long. So, how about Marco? You want to play me a track, and then we will uh, jump right into John Hughes trivia. How about that? Sure. When's this track going to air? Not for a while, right? Uh, it should hopefully air within the next few days. Well, in that case, I don't know whether this album is going to be out yet or not. But mm. uh, there's two tracks available now, and it is available September 25. It's already promising to be really good. There's a couple of tracks that are available right now, which are really good. I'm talking about makeup and vanity set, endless destiny. Data093. It's really good stuff. Uh, available at Makeup and Vanity Set. Andy, I had trouble picking just one song. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> That's not like you. <laughs> um, and the one that I picked was Sysex? Sysex. Well, how would you pronounce that? That's a good question. S-Y-S-E-X. Sysex? Does that mean something? Hold on. Sysex. It's something I'm missing. I'm going to type Sysex into... Is that some equipment or something that I don't know about? There's a MIDI Sysex transfer utility. How do I send and receive Sysex on MIDI? You should know that, Mike. What? I'm not paying attention. What? <laughs> okay, then I'm going to say Sysex because I think Sysex... Oh, you're saying how to say it? Mm. Yeah, it's Sysex. Yeah, Sysex. Okay, good. You're right. If you have FL Studio, you can dump old Yamaha SysX files into your Citrus player, which comes stock with the thing, and then you can play old bass lines and go... Nice. Another tip. This is some sweet tips. I also like having SysX. All right. Go, Marco. (laughs) I like sweet tips myself. (laughs) We're We're all waiting for that dumb joke, so might as well get it out of the way. Welcome to the system of sex. <laughs> uh, shit. Makeup and Vanity Set, I apologize. <laughs> Anyways, all right, well, let's uh, listen to this cool track, man. This is uh, Makeup and Vanity Set with, uh, well, I should say it's brought to you by my awesome Patreon supporters. In the $25 Club, there's Clint Dowling, Jimmy the Hutt, Newmark, and Alex Seligson. And here is Makeup and Vanity Set with Sisex.
Sisex by Makeup and Vanity Sets. Marco's uh, second pick this week. That is, of course, a cool song. And it is also brought to you by my awesome Patreon supporters. In the $25 Club, there's A Star Apart, Restless Nights, Honeybeard, and Tim Carlton. And we're back with the Beyonce family uh, having a good time. Uh, Mike, Marco, and Florence. And we are going to jump right in to John Hughes trivia as submitted by Ethan Bobson Dugnut. So, what order should you guys go? Is the trick that it's going to be John Carpenter trivia? Did you say that was a trick? Are you tricking us? No, there's no trick. (laughs) (laughs) Just treats. There's a John Hughes trivia and a John Carpenter. It's two games, all right? Okay. So, I'm going to say Mike goes first, Marco Florence. How about that? Okay. Sounds fun to me. All right. (laughs) So, here we go, Mike. Question one. Most of John Hughes' films take place in what American city? Is it A, New York? B, Chicago, C, Los Angeles, or D, Hughesville? (laughs) (laughs) I like Hughesville. Uh, I don't remember which choice it was, but that would be Chicago. You are correct. I got a Google Voice number for that area. You know, Sherman doesn't really exist, so I found, like, where the high school would have been. I really nerded out. And I got a Google Voice number in Highland Park, Chicago. So I can make a business card that says Shermer Retro Promenade, Shermer, Illinois. Cool. That's like really nerdy. Hmm. I never gave any of those out. They're just sitting around. <laughs> I don't even... I was going to say, does this count as additional trivia to the question? I don't know what this counts as. <laughs> Marco. Yes. All right, Marco. Question. Yes, my body's ready. <laughs> In planes, trains, and automobiles, John Candy's character, Del Griffith, was a salesman of what obscure home goods commodity? Is it A cabinet drawer pulls b garage door openers c shower curtain rings or d toilet paper holders that would be i'm glad you asked about this movie because it's like one of my favorite movies the shower curtain ring division you <laughs> are correct yay good job thanks did you see the uh the video i posted where I took, like, the trivia and had us light up when we talk. Oh, that video, yes. That was cool, actually. I like that. Yeah. I was proud of myself. And uh, ten people watched it. All right, Florence, <laughs> up to you. Okay. John Hughes would, at times, write screenplays under a pseudonym, which was also a fictional character of a popular piece of literature. What was his pseudonym? Was it A, Edmund Dante? B, Han Solo? <laughs> C, Captain Ahab. D. Willy Wonka. Uh, I don't know. Let's go with A. Whatever that was. <laughs> <laughs> well, you are correct. Sick. 
Edmond Dante's, and he says he has a little trivia here. Edmond Dante was the protagonist in The Count of Monte Cristo. <laughs> Sorry, Florence clearing her throat is the best response to that. <laughs> just, you know, like, when people are watching a play and it's like terrible in a movie and there's just like the throat clear, like, Ey. All right. <laughs> but, but thank you for the trivia. Okay, number four. This goes back to Mike. And I should point out, just like uh, the last time we played, uh, we're just going to tabulate the points over the course of the show. Oh, God. What? Is that bad? Yeah, that, because I'm going last again. That means if there's like one more, if there's, if I, th- I'm basically fucked if I go last. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. The, the data doesn't support that. You have a chance to clean up every question. Yeah, but I'm going to get most of these questions wrong anyway, because I don't know anything and I'm just like I'm gonna get them right if I guess correctly no you're doing good so far though you're doing good so far Florence okay well listen I'm not gonna massage your ego this early into this show because like, <laughs> we, we got a whole show to do <laughs> number four this goes back to Mike in career opportunities Jim Dodge <laughs> he laughed about <laughs> career opportunities <laughs> <laughs> and Josie McClellan find love after hours in what department store is it A Walmart B Dick's Sporting Goods C Macy's or D Target I think it's D Target alright well you are correct alright Marco Pretty in Pink yeah! Pretty, Pretty in Pink <laughs> was named after the theme song which was written and performed by what band? Was it A, The Cure, B, In Excess, C, The Psychedelic Furs, or D, Depeche Mode? Oh, Jesus. It's uh, it's not Depeche Mode, and it's not... Well, can you say that again? The answers, please. The Cure, In Excess, The Psychedelic Furs, and Depeche Mode. Uh, I think it's... Isn't it Psychedelic Furs? I think. Well, unfortunately, you are correct! Oh, <laughs> oh yeah, me. <laughs> All right, here we go. Last question for uh, uh, John Hughes trivia. Oh, good. See, this, you know what? Whoever made this trivia was smart because there are six questions and three of us. So there you go. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, you smart guy. (laughs) Smart. Here we go. In National Lampoon's Vacation, Clark Griswold accidentally killed Aunt Edna's dog. I just realized I said, just said aunt. I usually say aunt. Uh, Killed Aunt Aunt. Edna. Aunt. (laughs) Who the hell says it like that? Aunt Edna's dog. What was the name of the dog? (laughs) All right. Is it A, Dinky? Is it B, Wiener? Is it C, Little Dick? Or D, Penis Face? (laughs) Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Um, I don't appreciate you guys laughing at other people's jokes. I have no idea. I'm just real. I'm kind of disappointed I got, like, the dog dying question. Mm. Yeah. This is so depressing. Typical Andy. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. I just, I'm going to go with Dinky because it's fucking hilarious. Well, you are correct. Sick. Oh, nice. <laughs> so we're all tied. <laughs> fucking two, two, two. Let's uh, listen to a song, and then we will uh, go on to the John Carpenter trivia. So right now, it's a fucking tie game, everybody. It's up for grabs and blah, blah, blah. Here's a cool track from Corinne. Uh, I dug this one. I hope it's been released, because I think it was sent to me in an email, and 
You know I'm really bad with these. Hopefully this is out. All right. If this was like an early release, I apologize. And uh, it's brought to you by my awesome Patreon supporters in the $25 club. There's Johnny Five, Kempson, Martin Larby, and Gregorio Franco. And uh, check out this cool tune by Corinne. This is Cold Heart.
And that was Cold Heart. A nice little track there by Corinne. And uh, it was brought to you by my awesome Patreon supporters in the $25 Club, Mr. Blake Peterson and Mr. Ken Giroux. And we are back. The Beyond Synth family. We're doing some trivia with Marco, Florence, and Mike. And let's fucking get right to it. This is John Carpenter trivia as submitted by Ethan Bobson, Doug Nut Hennings. And I guess we go to Mike for the first question. Is the order going to change for, like, when the new games come up? Oh, should it? Nah. No, no? that's all right. Yeah. Fine, yeah. if you're going to cheat, you might as well keep cheating. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I'm tr- all I'm trying to do is throw Marco off, and he doesn't realize really what's going on under his nose. Uh-huh. We're just, we're just going to do, we're just going to keep it the same, all right? Subversion! Okay. <laughs> I was going to say, there's some kind of creative control there. If you tell fans, along with your trivia questions, tell us what order you want the contestants to be in, based on our personalities. Because this is so niche. (laughs) (laughs) People know who we are. If you know who we are, then you know who we are. So, like, you know. Hmm. You ready for a question? No. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) All right. John Carpenter trivia. Question number one. John's first film, Dark Star, was co-wrote by... Look at this fucking... (sighs) Co-written. Gotta work on your fucking uh, uh, grammar here. This guy needs Grammarly. (laughs) Grammarly! This... (laughs) Listen, John's first film, Dark Star, was co-written by Dan O'Bannon, who went on to write what iconic sci-fi horror classic. Was it A, Nightmare on Elm Street, B, Gremlins, C, Alien, or D, The Teletubbies? Oh, man... It's a tough one, Andy. It is a tough one. Yeah. Because I'm not, like, so keen on the horror stuff. You want me to do, like, Who Wants to Be a Millionaire? Well, I think uh, I know that Gremlins, <laughs> was it written and directed by Joe Dante? Oh, God. Uh, the Teletubbies, well, that's not scary at all. At least not to me. <laughs> um... <laughs> <laughs> and what was the other options? <laughs> uh, the other options were Nightmare on Elm Street and Alien. Oh, man. Well, I think Alien was written and directed by Johnny Ripley. Uh, I'm going to go with Nightmare on Elm Street. You are incorrect. Oh! All right, I know this one, too. Yes. It goes to Marco. <laughs> uh, that would have to be... Alien. You are correct. Mm, All right. right. Now, wait a second. If you steal, you still get the next question, right? Yeah, because you can you can get two points. Yeah, okay. All right, yeah, because that would make no sense. All well, right. I'm just happy taking Mike's point. That's fine. <laughs> All right, Marco. Next question. Okay. So why I gotta... The thing takes place <laughs> where? Is it A, Alaska, B, Russia, C, the North Pole, or D, Antarctica? <laughs> That would have to be C, North... No, it's Antarctica. <laughs> you are correct. <laughs> All right, Florence. Okay. The big... Uh, that's that's my favorite John Carpenter movie. I love this big oh pause. Like, uh, anyway, <laughs> I forgot to read when the pause oh, was... What over. the fuck? <laughs> big trouble in <laughs> Big Trouble in Little China theme song was written and performed by John Carpenter's band, including his fellow filmmaker friends Nick Castle and Tommy Lee Wallace. What was the band's name? Is it A, the Coup de Ville? Or the Coupe de Ville? It's a Coupe de Ville, right? This car. Coupe de Ville. Is it B, the Pontiac Firebirds? C, the Hollywood Men? Or D, John Carpenter and the other two pricks? Oh my god. <laughs> I feel like I should know this. 
but I, I really have no idea. Hmm. Honestly, don't either. Wait, what were the first three options again? The Coupe de Villes, the Pontiac Firebirds, the Hollywood Men. Let's do B. That Pontiac Firebirds. is incorrect. We go to Mike. That's one I would have guessed, too. We, um... What? We start over. <laughs> big, big, big Trouble in Little China's theme song was written and performed by John Carpenter's band, including his fellow filmmaker friends Nick Castle and Tommy Lee Wallace. What was the band's name? The Coupe de Villes, the Pontiac Firebirds, the Hollywood Men, or John Carpenter and the other two pricks? Mm. And Florence, what didn't you get right? I'm not telling you. Oh, man. Well, then <laughs> I think it's the name? fucking Coupe de Villes. Because they're like into classic Hollywood shit. That is correct. Nice. Good job. Fuck, I should have gone with A. I, like all of the questions that I've gotten so far, the answer has been A. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> all right, Mike. Now see, there's a pattern here. See, see. Here you go, Mike. They Live was adapted from a short story published in the magazine of fantasy and science fiction. What was the name of the short story? Is it A, 8 o'clock in the morning? B, The Aliens at Midnight, C, Zero Dark Thirty, or D, I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass, and I'm all out of bubblegum. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Marco's laugh. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Are we all just doing say laughs? No, it's just funny. <laughs> Once people do... Hey, go on. They live. I think it's The Aliens at Midnight. That is... Incorrect. Oh! Marco. Can you repeat all that for me then? They Live was adapted <laughs> from a short story published in the magazine of fantasy and science fiction. What was the name of the short story? Was it A, 8 o'clock in the morning, B, the aliens at midnight, Zero Dark Thirty, or I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass and I'm all out of bubblegum? Um, what was A again? 8 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> Fuck, I don't know. I guess I'll go with that. I mean, you think it'd be the last one, but then it sounds too obvious. <laughs> I can hear disdain in Andy's voice for having to repeat this shit. You are correct. Yeah. <laughs> Damn, yes. All right. So, we got to go to a song. So, that's uh, Marco in the lead, Mike in second, and Florence in third. And we have uh, two more questions of John Carpenter trivia. But first, we're going to listen to a song. So, I'm going to pick one this time. Oh, no. I picked one last time. Marco, it's your turn. Yeah, you did. Jesus Christ. So selfish. Bloody <laughs> selfish. All right. Joy Bishop has a new album out. It's been out for a couple of weeks, I guess. But it's really good stuff. Uh, it's a little bit different from him this time. Um, I mean, it's still got his signature sound, but it's a little bit of a different direction. Direction, I think, and uh, I know everyone's enjoying it. And uh, Florence decided to pick a track off this one. She went with The Outliers from the album Music by Joy Bishop.
right, and that was Outliers by Droid Bishop from the album Music. I've, I've been listening to this album actually like all the way through with a lot of synthwave. Mm. I know I uh, I usually pick like the singles I like and listen to like individual tracks, but this whole album's great. He did such a good job. Yeah, it's and, really good. Uh, yeah, it's really good. Yeah, yeah so because Marco... Uh, came and he said he wanted to play uh, the song that we actually played during the Droid Bishop episode uh, from last month and then Florence was like we'll play Outliers because that song's good and uh, that's the history of that so we all sort of collaborated on that one chipped in on that one I mean I didn't really I told you what you couldn't play so I don't I guess I don't <laughs> I don't get credit for any collaboration I should say that was brought to you by my awesome Patreon supporters uh, we're talking about Ashley Keegan with the 2049 Bruce Spring Squeaks with the 1986 and the Buchelman sisters Sarah and Rachel with the 1985 and we're back with the Beyond Synth family Marco Florence and Mike doing some trivia and we have to finish the uh, John Carpenter trivia game which was uh, written by Bob's and Doug Nut Hennings, which is actually Bruce Springsqueak. So how about that? It all comes together. <laughs> all right. So you didn't get the question right, and then Marco stole it. So then Marco gets this question. Oh, cool. I get another one. Yes. Here we go. <laughs> Nick Castle is an American screenwriter, director, and actor, friend, and colleague of John Carpenter that has worked closely with him on several films. He is most known for his portrayal of what character? Is it A, Snake Plissken? B. Michael Myers. C. Jack Burton. D. R. J. McCready. Ah, uh, Jesus, I'm really not too good with this one. Um, Say R. J. Well, wait a second. I. <laughs> <laughs> well, this this one's easy because he fucking. Well, whatever. Is it Nick Castle? Go ahead, no, Andy, explain it. Explain it. <laughs> Why is it easy, Andy? Because, Why is it easy? Uh, you should know it Andy? because <laughs> you said you said that there was a chance to get uh, help, more information if I needed. I remember you said that earlier. So no, that's, yeah. that's no, that's a, no, that's yeah. about the game we're playing later. Oh, how convenient! <laughs> what are you complaining about? You're winning. <laughs> All right, what was the options again? Can you say the options? Okay, Nick so, Castle, and what were the options? So look, so Nick Castle is this American screenwriter who's blah blah. blah he works with John Carpenter, and he's most known yeah. for his portrayal of what character? Is it Snake Plissken, Michael Myers, Jack Burton, or R.J. McCready? It has to be Michael Myers. Correct. Yeah, because the other three are fucking Kurt Russell. All right, yeah. cool. All right, Florence. All good. Even I could have figured that last one out. Yeah, we call that the process of elimination. Well, I got it right, so you can't give me shit, all right? Yeah. (laughs) Florence, it's up to you. Um, I mean, I don't know what it's up to you for, but... Due to a natural disaster, a fire that destroyed many waterfront buildings, this American city was chosen to be the main shooting location for Escape from New York. What? Due to a natural disaster, what? a fire <laughs> that destroyed many waterfront buildings, this American city was chosen to be... Is he saying that there was a fire mm. at the original location so that they switched yes. locations? Yes. Okay. Yes, I, think, I yeah. think so. Okay, good. Grammarly, buddy. All right, so here's, the, here's your answers. A, Omaha, Nebraska. B, Fargo, North Dakota. C, St. Louis, Missouri. Did they say St. Louis or St. Louis? St. Louis. Jesus Christ, Andy. Mm, fucking geography. Fuck you. I'm from Australia and even I know that. Grammarly. St. Louis. St. Louis. <laughs> you got to leave that yeah, in. That is so good. That's funny. St. Louis. <laughs> <laughs> that's, fucking, that's funny. St. Louis. <laughs> 
All right, you bastards. And or D, Austin, Texas. Okay, wait. Read those one more time for me. Properly this time, Andy. Fuck you. <laughs> Omaha, Nebraska. Fargo, North Dakota. St. Louis, Missouri. Uh, or Austin, Texas. God, I have no idea. I'm trying to think of like waterfront stuff, but I guess, you know, it could have been on like a lake or a river. I have no idea. Let's just go with uh, St. Louis, Missouri. <laughs> That is correct. Oh my god, are you serious? Mm -hmm. Got it, yeah. (laughs) St. Louis. Yes. (laughs) Well, you can all go suck my dick. All right, so look, there's... there's, uh, We got more trivia games to play. So right now, the current uh, Marco is uh, winning, and Florence and Mike are tied. How many points are they behind, just for everybody that's listening? Three. So Marco has six, oh, and Florence and Mike have three. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, it's off the record. Yeah. <laughs> what is it? Six to three to three? <laughs> it's yeah, six to three to three. Yeah. All right. And uh, I will uh, okay. prep you all with uh, the next game has been submitted by Jimmy the Hut, and it's called Carmageddon because it's car vehicle related questions. Oh uh, God, I'm not going to be good with that. I only know about like mm. two cars. Yeah, I don't know shit about cars. I mean, my favorite part about doing the trivia games is I would be horrible at all of these, even the ones I write myself. That's my favorite part. So, like, when you guys are, like, struggling to get answers or I'm struggling to say St. Louis, it's funny for me because I wouldn't have been very good at it. So, look, listen, we're going to listen to some music. It's brought to you by my awesome Patreon supporters, all right? We got some new ones this month, uh, this month, this week, all right? And uh, we got a new uh, $10 donor, Mr. Blonde John, and we have a new person in the $5 club, Harkaden. So you guys are pretty cool. I think Blonde John sent me a message. Hold on. Blonde John says, Hey, Andy, I've been listening to your show for a while now and finally decided it was time for me to chip in. Your show brings me so much needed happiness and good vibes during these trying times. You're a cool guy. Thanks for the amazing content and keep up the good work. And that was from Blonde John. So thanks, Blonde John, for supporting the show. You're a cool guy. And uh, also Harkaden, who I think I just saw in the Beyond Synth Discord saying, I love the Synth fam, which I didn't respond to, but you know, I, I, do, I do too. <laughs> Never responds. All right, so uh, I got a track here. It's uh, from an artist called Barbadell. And uh, this is a cool track, and I dig it, and you're going to dig it too. And it's brought to you by my awesome Patreon supporters. Wait, I just said who it was from. It was from my new Patreon supporters. Supporters. My new Patreon supporters. Fucking Hurricaden and Blonde John. (laughs) And this is Barbadell with Until Midnight.
And that was Until Midnight by Barbadell. Brought to you by my awesome Patreon supporters in the $15 Club. Mr. Prophet of Jupiter, Mr. Six Mill, Mr. Gus Velichek, Mr. Hampus ML, and Mr. Chatterack. And I'm back here with the Beyond Synth family, Marco, Mike, Florence. We're playing trivia. We've got a game here that was submitted by patron Jimmy the Hutt in the $25 Club. This one's called Carmageddon. He says, Jimmy the Hutt here, listening to episode 248, had an idea for a quiz for your next family show. Carmageddon, an 80s, 90s vehicle-related quiz type thing. You hear that, other fans? He's got a whole intro and everything. Take note. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Let's see if this guy needs Grammarly. All right. Whose go is it? I did the last one, so it's Mike's turn. Okay, here we go, Mike. Right. Question one. Okay, all right. Question one. Okay. Okay. All right. All right. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Question one. In Back to the Future Part 3, which vehicle would Marty have crashed into if he had gone through with the street race? Was it A, a Bentley, B, a Rolls Royce, C, a Mercedes, or D, Robocop? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Robo car. Mm. He said, get it, Lewis. <laughs> I'll get us there. <laughs> Here, Back to the Future 3. How do I log myself back into that movie? The Jits will never oh, find out. That's right. And also, um, the fiddle dance. <laughs> I think it's a Rolls Royce. That is. But don't quote me on that. All right, we got, you can quote me on that. All right, well, I will. <laughs> <laughs> and that is correct. It is indeed a Rolls Royce. If Marty hadn't gotten that car accident. Anyway, all right. uh, Question number two. That was my impression of... What the hell's her name again? (laughs) What the fuck's her name? Leon Thompson? Yeah, yeah, yeah. When she's playing grandma. For some reason. We we can talk all about this. Didn't we? I feel like you and I... Didn't you and I have like a conversation like at three in the morning like last week? (laughs) Yeah, we talked about it for an hour. Okay, okay. I told you we should have recorded this. Let's get back (laughs) into that. Oh, you were talking about this for an hour before to cheat. (laughs) Ah, now I see. Why were you guys talking about this for an hour? (laughs) I was talking about this because I'm not super fond of the Back to the Future sequels and I was explaining to Mike why. Oh, explaining the answers, right. (laughs) (laughs) Again, should remind the audience that Marco is winning. Yeah, but he clearly wouldn't. Anyway, whatever. It's fine. Don't be a sore sore winner. winner. I'm not a sore winner, so go for it. Question two. In the film... Knight Rider 2000, what car is Kit's AI unit put into? Is it A, a Pontiac Trans Am, B, a Volkswagen Beetle, C, a Chevrolet Bel Air, or D, Robocop? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's funny. I have absolutely no idea, so I'm just going to go for Volkswagen. That is incorrect. (laughs) What was... Option C again. I'm going to go with that one, whatever it was. All right. You are correct. Fuck yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Okay, Florence. Okay. In Kung Fury, has anyone ever heard of that? (laughs) Uh, Which vehicle does he fly into battle on? All right. In Kung Fury, which vehicle does he fly into battle on? Is it A, a Lamborghini Countach? Is it B, a Ferrari F40? C, a Chevrolet Corvette, or D, RoboCop? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I don't... I don't know. I've never even seen this fucking movie. Jesus. Um, <laughs> well, you're not even no. Synthwave. Who the hell are you? I know. No. Um, you're not missing much, gatekeeping, to be honest. Gatekeeping. Really don't gatekeep. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I've... 
seen Kung Fury 5,000 times. I have no idea. What, let's Ferrari, whatever. That That's is wrong. incorrect, Mike. Mike's going to know this. He's a Kung Fury fanboy. Plus, you guys Listen. talked about this for an hour. Listen, just because I paid for the producer tier $6,000 so my name could be in the Jesus. fucking credits. Right? <laughs> really? That doesn't make me a fan. <laughs> <laughs> that was a weird tone. What are we doing? It's the car. <laughs> the fucking Countach. It's got to be the Countach. You are correct. Ring, ring. Ring, right. ring. Mike, this question is for you. My car Fuck goes ring, ring, ring. He's cheating. He's catching up now. This is what I knew would happen. At the end of the Terminator, what vehicle is no Sarah Connor's? Cars. Listen to me. At the end of I'm the Terminator, <laughs> I'm going to kill you. <laughs> At the end of the Terminator, what vehicle is Sarah Connor? I just said O'Connor. There, Sarah Connor. Sarah Connor. Fuck you, Lewis. <laughs> Sarah O'Connor. At the end of the Terminator, what vehicle is Sarah Connor sat in recording messages to her unborn son? Is it A, a Toyota Land Cruiser? B, a Suzuki Jim... What the fuck is a Jimny he wrote? Is a Jimny a vehicle? Jimmy? Jimny. Probably Jimny. Jimmy. Right? Jesus Christ, Andy. Well, that guy's no, the no, expert, he, he so maybe he's Jimny. making things up. He said Jimny there. I don't know cars at all. All right? Grammarly. Jimmy. Uh, Jimmy. All right. A Suzuki Jimmy. 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 C, a Jeep, a Jeep Renegade. Or D, Robocop. Oh my God, he is Robocop. Uh, <laughs> I guess he's a fan of Robocop, huh? He probably hates Robocop. He's playing on. TV. Remember that last trivia game I did where the answers were Robocop for like five questions in a row? Yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Bastard. What's the vehicle that Sarah Connor is sitting in at the end of um, Terminator? It is a. It's the van. Nope. It's the Cherokee. Nope. It's either <laughs> a Toyota. It's either a Toyota Land Cruiser, a s- Cruiser. I did. Fuck me. <laughs> a Suzuki or a Jeep Renegade. Um, Lewis. Uh, a Cruiser. It's a Cruiser. It's a Part One. Number One. A. That is incorrect. Marco, can you steal it? Yeah, it's a Jeep Renegade, of course. Jesus Christ, Mike. That is correct. (laughs) (laughs) Since there's a storm coming. Yeah. And she drives into that matte painting. She's got that cool dog as well with her, and it's a really good scene. All right, we're going to listen to a track. Marco is still in the lead with seven. Mike in second with five. Does that mean we're taking a pause, or is it over? No, there's two more questions. It's taking a pause, and I'm next, Mike, okay? In this Carmageddon, all right? (laughs) So, uh, Marco. Marco, I'm not going to respond to you because I'm just going to bide my time. And right, you can't win every time, Mike. It's alright. Don't worry about I'm it. I'm planning revenge against you. It's not important who wins. It's how you play the game, Mike. <laughs> alright, Marco. Play me a song. We're going to do a winter montage of both um, working out in the forest and you're chopping wood with your shirt off. That would be good, actually. I put on a lot of weight, though. You could do the backing music for me. Well, shouldn't we both be preparing? I'm, th- I'm, sh- I'm, I guess I'm the Russian guy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna be hitting the sensors and breaking them, and the scientists are gonna, their eyes are gonna widen like, <gasps> he's going off the charts, <laughs> and they're the also big ghosts with green stuff in it, and they're gonna inject you, and yep, yeah. Meanwhile, I'll be out in the woods, chopping logs and shit. 
You got a song for me? What's happening? Uh, no, sorry, yes. <laughs> I'm singing about some Rocky music, but that's all right. Uh, I'm going to go with Highway Superstar, his new track called Launcher. I know Mike likes this one as well. It's really good stuff. Uh, I don't know if it's off a soundtrack or a video game or something. It feels like it should be if it isn't. Uh, it's really good stuff. It's uh, it's available on his band camp and on SoundCloud. Yeah, I like that he just dropped a banger at the end of the summer. I know. Like, no theme or nothing. Just like, here's a really great fucking track. And that was Highway Superstar with Launcher. That was a cool song. Comes highly recommended from everybody here, apparently, because Mike was all excited about it, Marco was all excited about it, and I'm all excited about it, and Florence is always excited about everything. Mm, And uh, that was brought to you by my awesome Patreon supporters. Of course, there's Retro Serenade. Uh, Oh, hold on. I missed one. Mads Baron Christensen. 
And we will never forget the immortal Chris Celia Lane. And we are back. Don't you mean retro Sarah Nod? <laughs> Lewis. All right, listen. <laughs> we are continuing this Carmageddon trivia game that was submitted by Jimmy the Hutt. There's two questions left. Um, Marco stole the Jeep Renegade, which means the next question goes to Marco. That's correct. So here we go, Sodio. Question five. In Beverly Hills Cop, Axel is still driving the same crappy Chevy Nova. But what color is it? Is it red, oh, blue, green, or RoboCop? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I, don't, I, don't, I haven't seen that in ages. Uh, and I do need to see it again. Can you repeat the first three again? Red, blue, or green? Green? I don't know. It's a guess. That is incorrect. Florence. Damn it. Damn it. Um, let's say, I don't know, <laughs> blue. That is correct. Oh, yeah. Nice. Yeah. Nice. All right, Florence. I was waiting for it to come my way because I have a track called Crappy Blue Chevy Nova. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here we go. Right. Florence, <laughs> the last question goes to you. Okay. The 6000 SUX appears in which film? Is it A, Midnight Run, B, Planes, Trains, and Automobiles, C, The Cannonball Run, or D, RoboCop? Is this a trick question? Is this actually RoboCop? <laughs> the 6000 sucks. That's funny. I have no idea. <laughs> what? Um, what are the what are the first three again? Midnight Run, Planes, Trains, okay. and Automobiles, The Cannonball Run, or RoboCop? Shit. Well, I'm just going to go with <laughs> A, because A has been my lucky letter, and I'm probably going to get it wrong, but it's fine. Well, your luck has run out. Mike, can you take it? Ah, uh, Planes, Trains... Is that your answer? It's the car for. <laughs> say it again. It's the six thousand. The six thousand SUX appears in which film? Midnight Run, Planes, Trains, and Automobiles, The Cannibal Run, or RoboCop? <laughs> Florence, have you ever seen Midnight Run? No. <laughs> Good answer. <laughs> Good answer. <laughs> I'll go with RoboCop. That is correct. Damn it! <laughs> it actually is right. <laughs> no way! Uh, that's so funny. That's hilarious. Uh, <laughs> all right, so, so much, could have uh, gotten it right. Oh well. How are we doing? I was on my tippy toes for all of that. We uh, still got Marco in the lead here with seven, Mike with six, and Florence with five. One apart. And um, see the cheating. That's why he caught up. Does that mean we're in cahoots with the guy who's writing this? There's a lot of work going on for us to be cheating, Marco. Where's the fucking receipts, huh? Look, the bottom line is we're all having a good time. All right. Yes. So um, I also asked people if they wanted to send in any questions or anything, and this was a super quick question. So uh, Dav, I think he says Dav. Uh, he has a super quick question for the gang. All right. He says virtual music events have been a thing this year for obvious reasons. Are they here to stay, or a fad made out of necessity that we will abandon once 2022 comes around? Hugs and kisses, Dev. So what do you guys think? You know how people are putting on all these like kind of virtual concerts and things like that? You think it's just going to go away the second that uh, the COVID debacle has been resolved, or no. do you think they're here no. to stay? I think it's here to stay in some form or other. I mean, obviously I would hope that we have in-person shows 
after this is all over too but now everyone knows how to do it everyone knows how to stream and record themselves and stuff so it's going to happen, especially in Synthwave. Yeah, but because, it's not the same, though. Well, well no, it, it is. Of course, it's not the same. Yeah, I know. Everyone's doing streams, and I don't really watch any of it. I'm just, I, I, I want live shit, you know. And yeah, I understand it's going to be a while, but I think people are still going to do it in some capacity. I mean, especially since the Synthwave scenes have spread out across the globe too yeah i think uh like these festivals they don't really they can't possibly encapsulate the majority of the synthwave fan base because it's so spread out across the world yeah Mm. maybe in the country you can get a whole bunch of people traveling and maybe a few international people but like everyone's so spread out like it's kind of amazing that's why i think the it these internet concerts are here to stay because uh it's just right up synthwave's alley like we're all online anyway we're all connecting with each other via the and that's that's how it's been you know we're just like online geeks we're just nerds for the internet and we love it and i love you guys yeah. <laughs> i think <laughs> i think also what's uh what is useful is that this can be used as practice because a lot of synthwave artists who like you know they, they go and play like a small venue and it's like the first time they even if the crowd is like you know like six people show up it's still i still think that when they do the online thing it, it is a way of getting your shit together and actually like doing a live performance and yeah so i think it has value in that aspect as well it's almost like a practice run or a way to a way to do a performance without stakes involved because i mean okay cool you got like two viewers but you can just delete you can delete that performance yeah. from the internet if you want you know so you know you can erase it yeah it definitely has value at least to the performers if anything to the performers themselves you know what they should do they should do follow like follow suit with the baseball. You know how the fake cutouts of people in the crowd. That, <laughs> they should have festivals and just have fake cutouts because no one will know the difference. You know, and then even have a fake cheering and stuff too, like they do, which is great. Well, if you bring some fucking paper cutouts along, like you're probably gonna have bigger audiences than actually show up for synthwave shows. So I mean, like that could be part of like the synthwave arsenal. Is like when you show up, you have cardboard, like you have like ten yeah, or fifteen. Yeah, we can actually have real people, real fans in the scene and stuff. Like there could be a cutout of me and you, Annie, Florence. We could have like. <laughs> Neon Fox and, and that all these would be a really like, fucking <laughs> funny thing. I should oh market that. <laughs> Andy, get on that. That's a really good merch idea for Beyonce. <laughs> and I think we can afford to put these on like actual physical billboards. What I find so funny is that people would see the four of our faces and be like, "Who the fuck are these people?" <laughs> no, it's like it's like a, like an instant crowd package. Like that's the whole thing. So it's like ten to fifteen, five foot to six foot tall. You know, like human sized cardboard cutouts of people and they're sort of in like maybe clapping position or whatever and that you bring them to your show because they're flat so you can put them in the van with your equipment and then you uh, distribute them throughout the place and it's got a front and a back yep. Yep. and the, the tallest one goes in the front <laughs> yeah, <of course. laughs> always simulate the real uh, live experience um, the real douchebag yeah alright well look let's listen to a cool song and then we will play some more trivia alright so I got uh, a neat one here from Pattern Shift. I came up with this new album, Fragments of the Fleet, which I'm hoping is out. Uh, Again, I just sort of remind people I'm sort of disorganized, and if ever you send me an email and say, hey, I've got a thing coming up, and uh, then I end up putting it in my playlist, I will forget everything you said. So hopefully this is out. And this was a song that I dug 
from the album. It's brought to you by my awesome Patreon supporters in the $10 Club. We're talking about Fraser Davidson, Blonde John, we just met him today, Pack, Catstronaut84, Lucas Smith, Energon Cubes, and <laughs> fucking Lucas. All right, that's robots with ray guns. And every time I turn on my damn fucking <laughs> Instagram, it's like I'm looking at Grinder. He's got all these pictures of his ass. Now, like, there's. <laughs> where he's just. <laughs> Lucas. Yeah, he usually messages him to me. I, I, yeah, <laughs> I like to wake up to his ass. Yeah, anyway, then there's uh, Energon like Cubes Grindr. and Slade. <laughs> and uh, let's listen to this cool track now. This is Pattern Shift with Adversarial Methods.
right, and that was Pattern Shift with this track, with the track. Ugh, today is awful. Fucking Slogo <laughs> and Lewis. Man, what's going on with you? That was Adversarial Methods uh, by Pattern Shift from the album Fragments of the Fleet. It was brought to you by my awesome Patreon supporters in the $10 club. We got Slade, Watch Clark, Neverman, Pudnuts, Joshua Winter, and Pump Action Foreskin. And we're back with the Beyond Synth family, Marco, Mike, and Florence, and uh, we're doing trivia, so the score right now is Marco with seven, Mike with six, and Florence with five. And I have this game here, which was submitted by Stevie, a.k.a. Caffeinated Pixels. Now, he sent me a message to say that uh, he and his partner, um, wait, unless Stevie's a chick. Uh Uh-oh. That's one of my favorite singers, Stevie Chicks. <laughs> I never thought about it because I I know I also know a female Stevie. I don't think I know a male Stevie. Hmm. Now I don't know if this is a oh uh-oh. no, now you've done it. <laughs> Thanks for your support, Stevie. <laughs> All right, so look, the point is that Jesus Stevie Christ, and their Stevie. partner um, had this trivia game already that they were playing, and this one's awesome because some of these questions I don't understand any of it. Like I don't know the actor, the show any of the answers so you guys should have fun with this oh good it is uh it's simply titled film questions as submitted by stevie aka caffeinated pixels so who got the last point mike did because of the robocop you stole it from florence right Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. which means you get this question whoop-de-doo basil will smith jeff goldblum bill pullman and harry connick jr all appear in the 1996 blockbuster action film independence day Uh, which one of these actors is not also a successful musician is it a bill pullman he doesn't have abc is it bill pullman harry connick jr Jeff Goldblum or Will Smith? Which one is not a successful musician? I think it's Jeff Goldblum. I think Bill Pullman is known for like one of those Hollywood guys who has opera singing band. Bland. It's a bland band. (laughs) (laughs) Jeff Goldblum. Incorrect. Oh! (laughs) All right, Marco. (laughs) What are the other options? The options, the other ones uh, were Harry Connick Jr., Will Smith, Smith, or Bill Pullman. And these are someone who is not also a successful musician. It's got to be Bill... Wait, wait, what did Andy... What did Mike say? He said Bill Pullman. I don't know. I don't remember what I said. (laughs) (laughs) All right, all right. He said Bill Pullman, right? What? Can anybody answer that? Jesus fucking Christ. I don't know what the rules are, because I feel like... Do I say that... Don't tell him. So what was the other three? What was the other three then? No, <laughs> tell him. <laughs> no, don't tell him. Fucking cheating cunts. What was the other three? <laughs> All right, so it's it's the guy from Independence Day, Marco. All right, I will tell him. All right, I'm gonna say it. Mm. Mike said Jeff Goldblum. Yeah. Oh, so it's got to be Bill Pullman. Yeah, that is correct. Thank you. <laughs> All right, thanks, Mike. Does Bill Pullman not... Doesn't he play, like, j- like jazz? He's, like, a cool jazz man. I don't fucking know. No, that's Harry Connick Jr. He also does that. But doesn't... <laughs> I don't know. You ever watch Harry? He's at a great talk show. I love Harry. He's amazing. You're on a first-name basis with him now? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, question two. Who composed the... Sa- this is for Marco, by the way. Yes. That's Who right. composed the soundtrack to 1982 science fiction horror film The Thing? Is it Ennio Morricone, John Carpenter, Toto, or Vangelis? 
John Carpenter. That is incorrect. Well, technically it was someone else with him, but yeah, okay. <laughs> There's some trivia attached to this that I will read when we're done. Wait, okay. What are what say the options one more time? Ennio Morricone. It's Ennio Morricone. Uh, hold on. Marconi. Hold on. No, no, no. No, <laughs> no I don't no, want to no, say wait, that. Hold on. Wikipedia says this. No. What um, about Marconi? Read, so, okay. Read him again. Read him again. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Ennio Morricone, John mm-hmm. Carpenter, Toto, or Vangelis? Well, I don't think it's Toto. I'll go with Ennio Morricone. That is correct. Fuck yeah. And the trivia is John Carpenter normally composes his own soundtracks, but on this occasion he specifically enlisted the talents of European composer, ironically, for the main theme. Morricone intentionally mimicked Carpenter's trademark brooding synth style. Mm. Rip it off. (laughs) (laughs) It was Carpenter really, so don't give me that shit. (laughs) Question. All right, Marco, it's right. Okay. All right, so question three. This goes to Florence. Florence. Mm The first Police Academy film was released in 1984. How many sequels did it spawn? Four, five, six, or seven? Fuck, I don't know. Five. That is incorrect. Mike. I think it's six sequels. That is correct. There's some trivia here. The last film was Police Academy Mission to Moscow, 1994. The franchise also spawned a kid's cartoon, 1988-89, and a live-action TV series, 97-98. I'm a big fan of Police Academy. Did, do we have a conversation about how you don't like those movies? Probably. Um, all right, so Mark, <laughs> or Mike. <laughs> Mike, this one's for you. Yeah, man. Question four. Which song did Julie Andrews sing to entertain the child actors during the filming of The Sound of Music? What? <laughs> Thriller. I don't know that shit. Is it, is it I Love to Laugh, Let's Go Fly a Kite, Step in Time, or Supercalifragilisticexpialidocious? Or Lewis. I'll say that one. I, I D. Supercalifragilisticexpialidocious. That is correct. Ooh. Trivia. Shit. The Sound of Music was filmed prior to the release of Disney's Mary Poppins. The child actors who made up the Vaughn Trapp family assumed that Julie Andrews had written the song just for them. <laughs> All right, guys. So we'll do one more question. But currently, Mike and Marco are tied with Florence in second. So this question goes to Marco. That's correct. Which of the following films wasn't directed by Steven Spielberg? Okay. 1941, AI, Artificial Intelligence, Jaws, or Poltergeist? Oh, Jesus. Uh, Is it Poltergeist? I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Are you just waking up from a nap? (laughs) <laughs> no, I don't feel... I feel too much pressure right now. Is that your answer? Uh, yeah, it's my answer. That is correct. correct. It is correct. Oh, it is! Yeah. Oh, yes! Got some trivia here. Damn. Although Spielberg has been involved in the production of over 100 feature-length films in a career spanning more than five decades, he has only directed around a third of these movies. All right, so, that's great. He basically directed Poltergeist, right? And then the other guy got the credit? I think it was something like that. Like, I think he stepped in and it was a behind-the-scenes yeah. thing. All right, so we've got a few more questions in this game, and we're going to listen to a track. Did I? I played the last one, right? So uh, I think so. Marco, what do you got for me? 
All right, I've got an uh, awesome new album, and I've played uh, this artist's music on the show a fair bit before, Acryl Madness, who hails from the Russian Federation. Awesome new album out, and it's available at Neon Retro Records.bandcamp.com. The album's called Void Entropy. Uh, I highly recommend it, especially if you like the dark stuff, Andy. And uh, the track that I picked to play off it, I had trouble picking just one. It's called Light Power.
right, and that was Light Power by Acryl Madness. Another Marco pick this week, and that was brought to you by my awesome Patreon supporters in the $10 Club. We're talking about Albion Algorithm, Gary Heather, Knight of Ducks, Andrew Benson, The Patch Bay, and Renton Brax. And we are back with the Beyond Synth family doing some trivia. We're in the middle of a trivia game that was submitted by Caffeinated Pixels, a.k.a. Stevie. This is just random movie trivia. Uh, Marco got the last one correct, which means this one goes to Florence. That's right. Mm -hmm. And currently, Marco is in the lead, Mike in second, Florence in third. Okay. Florence. Yeah. What is the character name of the nefarious Gestapo officer in 1981 film Raiders of the Lost Ark? That's the guy who gets his face melted off. Okay. Now... This is sort of a silly one because the character's name is never actually said in the film. So, again, I don't know if I'm going to pronounce this correctly because they don't actually say it in the movie. <laughs> Which means I'm going to get it wrong. <laughs> is it Colonel Dietrich, Colonel Ernst Vogel, Major Arnold Tote, or Major Gobbler? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my. It's definitely Major Gobbler. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Is it, like, spelled G-O-E? No, it's G-O-B-L-E-R. Or else, yeah, I would have said, like, Gobbler, but it's it's actually he wrote Gobbler. Major yeah. Gobbler. <laughs> Let's go with uh, a random guess, A. That is incorrect. <laughs> All right, Mike. <laughs> So she said Colonel Dietrich. Is it Colonel Ernst Vogel, Major Arnold Tote, or Major Gobbler? I, uh... Gobbler. <laughs> I knew a Major Gobbler once. Wah, wah. <laughs> <laughs> I bet you did. I bet you did. <laughs> he, he did. He just said he did. I think it's Major uh, Colonel Vogel number two. That is me. incorrect, Marco. No. <laughs> that makes it easy for me, then. <laughs> Please say Gobbler. <laughs> it's Major Gobbler. No, it's not. It's, um, what was it? Tote? Major yeah, it's like Tote? Arnold Tote or something. Arnold Tote. All right. Well, that is correct. Yeah, they don't say it in the film because I think they just named the character like after the fact. He's such a good ca- he's such a good actor for that role. He's just so creepy. Like he really is the worst. Yep. And there's some <laughs> trivia here. Ronald Lacey, the British character actor who played Major Arnold Tote, also cameoed in The Last Crusade as Heinrich Himmler in the scene where Indy meets Hitler. He also played Harris in Porridge and the Bishop of Bath and Wells in Blackadder 2. He died in 1991, aged 85. There's oh. a lot of trivia there. Oh, there you go. I think I actually remember that episode of Black Adder. All right, so that brings us to... <laughs> brings, brings us right us. around. That, 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 that brings <laughs> us to this logo with Lewis and great Strax. Okay, here we go, Mike. This is, the, this is the one where I was reading through the trivia, and I'm like, what the fuck is this? So here we go. Ready? All right. Uh-huh. In the Alan Bleasdale TV miniseries GBH, what crime is the young Michael Murray accused of that he tries to conceal as an adult politician? What are these words? I don't know. <laughs> okay. So, what's the crime that uh, young Michael Murray is accused of? Is it to bullying lunch money out of other students? <laughs> is it two, choking a fellow student? Student? Oh, my God. What is wrong with me today? Student. Student. Is that still? Fuck you, other student. You're such a major gobbler. <laughs> is, it, is it three? 
forging his grades or four physically assaulting the school headmaster. Oh my god. It's a crime that he has to hide. How did he hide any of these assaults? I I don't know. I say it's the grades. He changed his grades and uh, that's the mystery. That is incorrect. It goes to Marco. Alright, can you repeat that whole thing again? Because I missed all that. My attention span is terrible. (laughs) Okay. In the Alan Bleasdale TV miniseries GBH, what crime is the young Michael Murray accused of that he tries to conceal as an adult politician? Is it bullying lunch money out of other students, (laughs) choking a fellow student, forging his grades, or physically assaulting the school headmaster? I'm sorry, what show? GBH? Yeah, GBH. I don't know. (laughs) I've never even heard of it. Neither have I. I've heard of none of them. What did Mike pick? I said changing grades. Bullying lunch money, then. I'm going bullying lunch money. Okay, wrong. Florence. Okay. Okay, now I'm confused. Mike said changing grades. Yes, and that was incorrect. And Marco said bullying lunch money. That is also incorrect. So the options are... Choking a fellow student or assaulting the school headmaster. (laughs) Let's go with choking a fellow student. (laughs) That is correct. Hey. A little bit of trivia here. This is dark. What, having had a morbid fascination with death during her girlhood, character Ellen... Critchley, played by Jane Danson of the Bill and Corey, once cajoled the young Murray into choking her with a scarf, asking, You do want to please me, don't you, Michael? Eileen eventually killed herself, and that's the fucking <laughs> truth. So. Nice. What the actual fuck? <laughs> I'm only laughing because that's so dark. It's just like all these other lighthearted trivias are just like, hey, he also directed another movie too, and then this one, and then she killed herself. <laughs> the character killed herself. All right, I'm, I'm laughing because I don't, I don't know anything about what you're saying. Like none of these words make sense to me. That's so funny. All right, uh, let's listen to some music. Uh, I got a track here. So this one is just a weird one, but like the chorus got stuck in my head. Uh, It's this artist called Dark Sparks. And um, on this album, Nighttime Drive, there's a lot of vocal tracks, but it's using those voice synthesis things. And there's just something about it that just gets stuck in my head. And so uh, I'm going to play it for you. And maybe it'll get stuck in your head too, because voice synthesis is is interesting. Uh, And it is brought to you by my awesome Patreon supporters in the $10 Club. There's Barry007, Matthew Lister, Tristan Waits, Will. And Poly Digital. And this is Dark Sparks with Hardwired.
And that was Hardwired by Dark Sparks from the album Nighttime Drive. And that's a cool track, and it was uh, brought to you by my awesome Patreon supporters. Well, there's IP68 with the 808 and Binkley with the 786. I don't know, should we get into the fucking Triple Six Club? Yeah, let's do it. Stagger. Stagger and Big Baby D and Andrew in the Triple Six Club. You guys are pretty devilish guys. And I'm back with the Beyond Synth family. We're doing some uh, trivia. We're still doing caffeinated pixels trivia game and uh, currently marco is in the lead with 10 followed by mike with eight and florence with seven so how many more there's three more questions in this game all right there better be all right marco a fistful of dollars a 1964 spaghetti western starring clint eastwood and last man standing a 1996 prohibition era action movie starring bruce willis are both remakes of which classic japanese film branded to kill Seven Samurai, Throne of Blood, or Yojimbo? Throne of Blood. Incorrect. Ah. <laughs> I like the name of that. Throne Seven of Blood. Samurai? Incorrect. Marco. Or Mike. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'll go again. <laughs> Marco said Throne of Blood. Marco said Throne of Blood. Florence said Seven Samurai, so your two remaining options are Branded to Kill and Yojimbo. Uh, let's say Yojimbo. That is correct. <laughs> no shit. Ow. Oh, man. That's hilarious. All right, trivia. Yojimbo is a 1961 samurai film directed by Akira Kurosawa. Yojimbo translates into English as Bodyguard. The 1960 Western film The Magnificent Seven was a remake of Seven Samurai, which was also by Akira Kurosawa. And now we're on question nine. Here we go, Florence. Yep. According to Business Insider, May 2017, which of these... <laughs> Which of these classic American TV series had the most watched final episode of all time? Okay. Is it Cheers, Friends, Magnum P.I., MASH, or Seinfeld? Oh, God. Um, I want to say it's either Seinfeld or Friends. Um... Have you tried watching Friends again recently? It's such a bad show. Like, it really, I can't believe I used to think it was funny. <laughs> <laughs> Friends? Friends is great. Okay, I'm going to go with Friends. That is incorrect. I basically gave it away, too. I think so. Can you repeat the question? According to Business Insider, May 2017, which of these classic American TV series had the most watched final episode of all time? Cheers, Friends, Magnum P.I., MASH, or Seinfeld? MASH. That is correct. Oh, I thought it would have been Sasha, yeah! too. Oh! It, goes, yeah, right? it, go, okay. it goes like this. MASH with 105.9 million viewers. Cheers with 84.4. Seinfeld with 76.3. Friends with 65.9. And Magnum P.I. with 50.7. Wow, is MASH still the most watched wrong. show? Yeah, I guess. It's like the most watched show of all time. Back when there was only like one channel. So In your face, Seinfeld. So, this question then goes to Mike. This is the last question in Caffeinated Pixels movie trivia game. Okay. And there's more games after this? Yes. There is, yes. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Jam-packed. All right, here we go. Mike. Yaman. Yeah, In which film is Kiwi actor Sam Neill fondly remembered for saying, where we're going, we won't need eyes to see? Is it Daybreakers, Dead Calm, Event Horizon, or The Hunt for Red October? What does he say? Montana. I would like to see a Montana. <laughs> <laughs> 
That's for the hunt for Red October. It's uh, the third one, the fucking Event Horizon. That is correct. God damn it. Yaman! Yeah, Alright, so look. What's the score now? Suck the score right now Marco! is Mike in the lead with 11, Marco with 10, and Florence with oh, 7. Ah, this is rigged. I want to recount. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, I think Mike said he has a trivia game that he's been writing in the oh, background. Great. So. <laughs> and uh, in the meantime, let's listen to a track. So, Marco, do you have another uh, song for me? Yeah, I've got my pick of the week. And that is a new one from the talented ladies at Bunny X and also uh, produced by uh, Marvel 83, I believe it is. I like Bunny X. Um, it's really good stuff. Really, really nice retro vibe to it. Give it a spin, Andy, please. Did I say what it was called? New York City Sunrise. <laughs> there you go. Now you know. <laughs> All right. This is New York City Sunrise by Bunny X and Marvel 83.
And that was Bunny X and Marvel 83 with New York City Sunrise. And that was uh, Marco's Pick of the Week. And it was brought to you by my awesome Patreon supporters in the Triple Six Club, The Mark of the Beast. We're talking about Evan Allen, Christian Quello, Schneedle Woods, Ivan, Thomas Berg, Optimus Syme, Akio Nakasone, David Lavalle, and Electromechanic. Wait, is Electromechanic Dab? No. Ah, fuck, I get confused. All these different fucking nicknames. Anyways, the bottom line is this. Thank you all very much for your support. I'm back here with the Beyond Synth family. We're doing trivia games today, (laughs) and apparently Mike has one. All right, this is called Mike's Fucking Game. Wait, 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 but then how does... So the scoring doesn't matter for this game, because now I'm going to be in it. Well, maybe you can get all the points. There's nine questions. Well, this is a bonus. This is a bonus, then. This doesn't count towards the final score. Okay, it's a bonus game. All right, let's play Mike's Trivia. Andy, are you ready to win? Because I'm... I'm rigging this. <laughs> what order are we going? Let's just do Andy takes place of Mike. Andy, Marco, me. Andy, Marco, me. Okay. All right. And me is Florence. I almost wrote down <laughs> yes. me on my phone. <laughs> okay, Andy, this is the Mandalorian trivia because it's coming up season two. Oh, are you God. ready for that? Oh, God. This is brought to you by Disney Plus. Go to DisneyPlus.com slash Modern Night and get a 10% discount. <laughs> that would actually be really useful. Okay, question one. Yeah. Everyone's excited about Boba Fett. Mm. He's listed. He's listed as the character for this season. Yes. This is a spoiler. No, it's not. Everyone knows. No, I didn't know that. It says it's voiced by uh, Tamara Morrison, which I find interesting. So, what was one of Tamara Morrison's clone trooper names in Attack of the Clones? Yeah. Was it A, Roger Roger, B, Copy Copy, C, Major Major, D, Commander Cody? Uh, that would have to be Commander Cody. That's right, Andy gets a point. Okay, Marco. Yes. In Speed 2 Cruise Control, <laughs> Tamara Morrison was a ship hand. <laughs> Is this Tamara Morrison trivia? What is this? I don't know if anyone knows his name. You probably don't. So, (laughs) the question is, which of these probably feels like his character's name in Speed 2? (laughs) What? How is there even a correct answer to this? Is it A, Mariano, B, Giuliano, C, Cristiano, or D, Chris Iano? Definitely Giuliano. Definitely. (laughs) That's correct. Okay, Florence. Yeah. Tamara Morrison is listed as the voice of Boba Fett in The Mandalorian Season 2. In 2018, he played Aquaman's father. Do you have any idea what Aquaman's father's name is? Is it A. Gorton? B. Old Man Chum? C. Tom Curry? Or D, Tim Curry. <laughs> Wait, you mean his human father or his uh, aqua father? Doesn't uh, he have two? Whatever, whatever it says on IMDb. Okay. Is there a correct answer to this? <laughs> yes, there is. Oh, I don't know. I'm Tom, Tom Curry. Is there a final answer? Yeah, sure. 
That's correct. Oh wow! Okay. <laughs> oh, wow. I thought I thought the answer was going to be just no when he said, "Do you have any idea what his father's name is?" <laughs> and there weren't going to be any multiple choice. That would have been funny. But uh, okay, glad I got that right. All right, so everyone's tied up because he has a human father, I think, and also a fish father, if I'm not mistaken. I haven't seen the movie. <laughs> fish father. <laughs> oh, my boy's going off on his first day to school. <laughs> Was that you underwater? Yeah, I'm the fish father. Okay. How many How many questions is this game? We got six more. I'm trying to do them real quick. Okay, well, you know what? Uh, let's listen to a song first. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see here. I got a cool one from Fairy Laser. All right, from his album Arcade. And uh, this is a neat song. I dig it. And it's brought to you by my awesome Patreon supporters in the Triple Six Club, the Mark of the Beast. We're talking about Rama Branch, Rama, uh, Cat Punk, Night Ride FM, Owen Magali, Caffeinated Pixels, Abashed Pudding, and Dobrotech. And uh, this is a cool song. It's called Farewell 89 by Fairy Laser.
And that was Fairy Laser with Farewell 89 from the album Arcade. And that was brought to you by my awesome Patreon supporters in the Triple Six Club. We're talking about Dalton Bell, Replicant 69, Trippy, Artificial, Philip Back, Luke Timmermans, Alexandro Samaras, and Zeon B. You guys are devilish guys, and I'm back with the Beyond Synth family. We're doing Mike's bonus trivia game right now where I am participating with uh, Marco and Florence. We're all tied with one. Mike, you are the host. Welcome back to Mike's trivia game. Andy, this question is for you. Tamara Morrison played Jango <laughs> Fett <laughs> in Attack of the Clones. Spoiler alert. His son is a smarmy asshole. Mm. <laughs> in 1998, Tamara Morrison played Jaeger in Six Days and Seven Nights. Which friend star also starred in Six Days, Seven Nights? Was it A, Ross, <laughs> B, Phoebe, C, Gunther, D, Monica's boyfriend Richard, played by Tom Selleck, who wasn't in Six Days, Seven Nights? <laughs> okay, I'm going to go with Ross. That's correct. Yes! Oh! A boy from my boy. All right, uh, Marco. Yes, Marco. I guess this next one's to you. <laughs> <laughs> what was that? Oh, Jesus. Okay. Uh, if you right. must. If Boba Fett was a character in 1996's Barb Wire, which starred Pamela Anderson, he would have also been played by Tamara Morrison, and his character probably wouldn't have been called Boba Fett. Because it's not a Star Wars movie. In Barbed Wire, what was Tamara Morrison's character's name? <laughs> See, this question needs Grammarly. Is this a real question or is this... <laughs> is so it confused. A? How high were you when you wrote these? Because I think I should be high to answer this. Well, he's smoking right now and he wrote... Didn't he write these questions like two minutes ago? As the ago? show was going. Listen. Yeah. In Barbed Wire, yeah. what was Tamara Morrison's character's name? Is it A, Pete Vankman? B, Axel? C. Buckaroo or D. Indiana? Indiana? Mm-hmm. That's incorrect. <laughs> Sorry, Marco. It's alright. Okay, can Florence. I guess A. Pete, whatever. Pete Vankman? Yeah. Final answer? Yeah, sure. <laughs> That's incorrect. <laughs> That's incorrect? I'm sorry, that is not correct, Florence. God damn it. And uh, I'm sorry to be laughing at you in front of your face. So it was Andy. <laughs> yes. Say them again. In Barbed Wire, what was Tamara yeah. Morrison's character's name? A, Pete Bankman. B, Axel. C, Buckaroo. D, Indiana. Mm. I have no idea. And it's either Axel or Buckaroo. Both are stupid. Barbed Wire was a <laughs> stupid film. <laughs> so it could be either one. You're going with this weird character motif thing. Ah, fuck. I don't know. Buckaroo is my guess. Oh, that's incorrect. Fuck. So what happens? There's only one left. Nobody gets it then. Nobody yeah, what gets happens? It. No one gets it. It is Axel. That's a point for Mike then. <laughs> is this how, right? I'll take a point for that awesome question. There you All go. Right. You got a point. So, Marco, you're next. Back to Speed 2 Cruise Control, starring Tamara Morrison. <laughs> Wait. Jesus Christ. His character was a good guy. Wait, no, 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 no. What? Don't I get this question? Why? Didn't no one got it? So next one is Marco. <laughs> no, because you asked Marco, and no, Marco didn't get it. I didn't get it, and then Andy didn't get it. 
So, so the next one is to you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Exactly. Oh, See, he's cheating. I told you, Florence. I'm glad you're, you know, aware of what's going on. You know, I'm, I'm, tr- I'm trying. I mean, Marco, if I, if the question would have went to you, you could have gotten a point. Ah, whatever. This is a silly game, anyway. <laughs> it's a silly <laughs> game. <laughs> Listen, Florence. <laughs> yes. What's this question? Is Speed Two Cruise Control to Mara Morrison played a good guy? Who played the bad guy in Speed Two Cruise Control? Was it A. Thomas Hayden Church? B. Alfred Molina C. Willem Dafoe or D. Topher Grace Uh, I don't know That's a movie I've never seen Let's uh, Willem Dafoe That's correct, Florence Oh, hell yeah (laughs) Nice (laughs) Okay, Andrew Yes (laughs) Yes. <laughs> Tamara Morrison starred in the sequel to the 1994 blockbuster Speed titled Speed 2 Cruise Control. God. Joe, Mor- <laughs> Joe Morton plays Lieutenant Mack in both movies. He also starred as Dr. Drayton in What Lies Beneath with what other star from Six Days Seven <laughs> 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 Is it A. Anne Heche? Is it B, Harrison Ford? Harrison Ford. Is it C, David Schwimmer? Or is it D, Tamara Morrison? (laughs) You got the Harrison Ford. All right, Andy is correct. (laughs) Stupid. (laughs) Marco, here's a chance to steal. Uh (laughs) (laughs) Mm. Tamara Morrison starred in Six Days. (laughs) (laughs) Jesus Christ. (laughs) <laughs> oh my God! Oh, God. <laughs> Stupid. All right. Tamara Morrison started Six Days Seven Nights. It was directed by a successful, well-known comedy director. Who directed Six Days Seven Nights? Was it A. Martin Brest, B. Rob Reiner, C. Ivan Reitman, or D. Carl Reiner? Ivan Reitman. It has to be. That is correct. Really? Why would you? Why does it have to be <laughs> Ivan Reitman? Though? I just heard it has to be, and then you're surprised. Yeah, <laughs> it has to be. What? <laughs> it has to be. So you didn't think I get that right, did you? Huh? That's right. <laughs> oh, he fell for it again. Or I? He didn't. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> what happened exactly? He's got me so uh, flustered. Okay, Florence, the last question for you. Okay. Anne Heche from Six Days, Seven Nights <laughs> starred in Volcano with which actor as the lead? Is it A, Donald Sutherland, B, Clint Eastwood, C, James Garner, or D, Tommy Lee Jones? Um, I don't know. <laughs> uh, I need like a randomizer because I really have no idea. Okay, I don't know. Roll your D4 from the fucking website. Oh, I should. You're right. Hey. Oh, wait. Do I have my my dice? Where? Oh, I literally have my dice oh. right here. Okay. I'm, gonna, I'm just going to roll. Nerd. I'm going to roll. <laughs> okay, ready? Here's my D4. I rolled a three, so I want C. James Garner is incorrect. Damn it. Your dice um, have failed you. Andy. Looks like you needed more initiative, Florence. Come on, Siri. Nope. Whatever. Andy, which of these (laughs) actors from Space Cowboys was the lead in Volcano? It's Tommy Lee Jones. It's Tommy Lee Jones. Andy. 
is correct. Does that mean you win? Yes. Yay! Oh, we did it. We did it together. <laughs> right. Uh, congratulations. Thank you for the Tamar Morrison trivia. Tamar Morrison, Boba Fett, Six Days, Seven Nights, What Lies Beneath, Friends, Space Cowboys trivia. Yeah, that was good. Mm-hmm. All right, guys, listen. We got one more. One more game. This is... Uh, we're going to play a song, and then we're going to get right to it. It's the 80s cartoon lyrics game, which I wrote, and it requires some special rules, which I will explain to you after we listen to a song. Ooh. Mike, you said you had all these fucking songs you were all excited about. You want to play one? I got a song for you. It is by Mr. Motoroto. He uh, he does the official theme song to Retro Party. This new song came out just like hours ago or just one day ago. It's amazing. It's called The Crystal Wave. It's a demo mix on his SoundCloud. Go check it out. It says coming soon, but this song is going to be like, uh, you're going to be like, oh my God, this sounds like fucking uh, flying around with uh, what's the dog from Never Ending Story. And I'm driving around in the car from Miami Vice and the ghosts are there and Pete Bankman and everybody. It's an 80s real song. It's a real 80s song. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Tamara Morrison. Tamara Morrison wrote this song um, under the pseudonym Motoroto. The track is The Crystal Wave.
All right, and that was Motoroto with the Crystal Wave, a pick from Mike this week. And that was brought to you by my awesome Patreon supporters in the Triple Six Club, The Mark of the Beast. Of course, we're talking about Tomas Shimanek, Pooh in an Alleyway, Lolshka, Joe Ozone, Ross Pentland, and Zychorax. And we always like to end it off with the Polar Wildcat Studios with the 617. And I'm back with the Beyond Synth family for one final game. This is the 80s, and this counts towards the actual points. How many points did you get in your game? Well, here's the deal, all right? So I hope you guys are excited for new rules, because uh, here's some new rules. This is 80s cartoon lyrics. So this is not multiple choice. Fuck. I will give you hints. If you get it correct on the first try, you will get four points. You'll get four. However, if you ask for a hint... I minus one, and you only get three. Then it moves to the next person. If you get it, you get three points. If you require a hint, it goes down to two points, and so on. Until the last person can only get one point. Okay. There will be certain instances where I will reward one bonus point if you say the exact cartoon title. Like, DuckTales is technically Disney's DuckTales, but I'm not counting that, because all Disney cartoons are Disney's at the front, but there's other... There's other TV shows where, like, there's an extra word or something. So you don't need it to get it right, but I will I will let you know, okay? So if you get a particular title, I will say there's an opportunity for a bonus point if you want to say the whole thing, okay? Shut up. I'm going by the title that's on the screen, okay? So, you know, sometimes you read on Wikipedia and it's like, it's actually called fucking Brave Star and the Horses of Doom, but then it only says Brave Star on the screen. So I'm going by what it says on the screen when you actually watch the show. Does everyone understand the game? I kind of zoned out when you were talking, so just get on to it. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll figure it out as we go. Yeah, it's fine. Just that? make it up as you go. The bottom line is this last game is going to put a lot of points on the board, all right? So the scores so can, can still win. All right. it's, yeah, it's wild, right? If you get... Did like, you if, just describe your own rules as wild? Yeah. <laughs> You're like, dude, check this out. It's like super complicated. It's like, it's going to be wild. This game's going to be amazing. All right, listen, you fucks. Here we go. All right, Marco. Here we go. Are you ready? Yes. Marco, here are the lyrics. Now, if I'm reading a lyric. Oh, here's and some it, more rules. And it has to, and I have to say the show's title. I'm going to say redacted, okay? Oh, my God. What? Just in case. So if you I have was to doing. Say redacted for what? If I, if it, because I don't want to say the show title if it's in the lyrics. This right. Is so goddamn complicated. So you'll say redacted instead. Yes. Yeah. You know, gotcha. So it's like if I was doing Thundercats, I would yeah. be saying like redacted, redacted all the time redacted, because redacted, there's no lyrics. Redacted. Redacted. Yeah. Redacted. Yes. Okay. Here we go. Okay. Marco. Yes. The danger lurks behind you. There's a stranger out to find you. What to do? Just grab on to some redacted. <laughs> Fuck is that? I need. I was a kind hint. of hoping that I need a hint. Grab onto some redacted. <laughs> I need a hint. You want a hint? Yes. You need a hint. All right, here we go. I don't know what the fuck that is. This is a stupid hint. I I, I don't know why I made hint one the easiest. <laughs> okay. All right, Marco. No. Hint number one. Life is like a hurricane here in Duckburg. <laughs> oh no. Oh, is it like Ducktales or something? That is. Correct. Life is like a yes, thank you. Yes, Marco gets three points. Thanks, guys. Appreciate this it. This game is rigged. All right, Florence. Yeah, that that was your example too. Come on. Yeah, that I was know. It's go, Florence. Hey. <laughs> hey, Florence. It made me laugh, but I'm upset. All right, Florence. Yeah. 
Fighting to save the day, he never gives up. He's always there, fighting for freedom over land and air. <laughs> what? I have no idea. I, know, what I the guess. Fuck? Give me a hint. Here's your first hint. This uh, this show had a successful toy line for boys. <laughs> <laughs> That's your hint. Oh my god. <laughs> the fuck. Um. Can I? I'm just gonna skip it. Well, you have no choice. Just <laughs> make, if you something don't have the, make something up. You're not, okay. you're not even going to make oh, so, a guess? Oh, I, so give me another hint. No, you can't have another hint. You can either guess or it goes to Mike. Well, then it goes to Mike. Because <laughs> These I don't, rules I have no are idea. wild. All right, Mike. <laughs> something. Mike, do you want me to say them again? The lyrics? Yeah, yeah. Fighting to save the day. He never gives up. He's always there. Fighting for freedom over land and air. Is it, uh, it G.I. Joe? It is. Fuck you. Now you have an opportunity for a bonus point. And it's like a bet. Like if I don't get the bonus point, I didn't get the original points. No, 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 no. You you get three points. You can have an additional point if you say the whole title. Oh, uh, GI Joe, uh, an American hero, an American. I will not give it to you because this bonus point requires you to be precise. It is G.I. Joe, a real American hero. Okay, so now this goes to Mike. All right, Mike, you ready? Mike again? Yeah, because he took that from Florence. For fuck's sakes, I hate this game. All right. (laughs) You got yours right, man. Yeah, I did, but he's cheating. Now he gets another one again. I mean, Jesus Uh, No. This is how we've been playing. How have you forgotten how this works? This is the part that actually stays the same from the whole show. I haven't forgotten at all. I just sang the rules of broken. We've been doing that style for like (laughs) fucking a year now. (laughs) Okay, Mike, here we go. Ready? Mm. Sometimes some crimes go slipping through the cracks, but these two gumshoes are picking up the slack. There's no case too big, no case too small. When you need help, just call Chip and Dales Rescue Rangers. So is that your answer? Yeah. That is correct for the full points. All right, so look, let's listen to a song and then we'll uh we got a few more questions and we'll uh, finish it off. So that, I guess it goes to Marco when we come back. Okay, let's listen to this cool song. Well, you like Abelard, right, Marco? I've got an Abelard song here. Yeah, I love it. Bring it on. From the album Beautiful Online Life. A lot of fun tracks here. This one's called Ad Blocker. Uh, it's brought to you by my awesome Patreon supporters. Well, there's Zen Fraser with the 586 and Timbral with the 520. And this is Ad Blocker by Abelard.
And that was Abelard with Ad Blocker. That's a cool track, and that was brought to you by my awesome PayPals. These are the cool people who support Beyond Synth on PayPal, which you can do by going to beyondsynth.com and clicking on the PayPal button. So I'd like to thank Jersey. Jersey says, continue your work towards the greater synth citizen, Andy. Well, I will. And of course, there's Timothy Warwick and Selmo Incorporated, who says, thanks for the shout out. Just to let you know, my partner just got a new car and I was helping him set up podcasts. He rarely listens to my podcast, but he did say, what's the one with the guy with the synth show? I can tolerate him. So congratulations, Beyond Synth is one podcast that we can agree on. Well, that's nice. It's nice to know that people tolerate you. And then there's Digital Dreams, Jimmy Groon, The Rosconian, Russell Nyes, Brandon Morin, Ross Bruce, and the king of the PayPals, Upgrade Jimpy. You guys are awesome, all right? Thank you for supporting the show. And I am back with... The Beyond Synth family, we're finishing up trivia. We're doing 80s cartoon lyric trivia where uh, you get four points if you get it right right off the bat. So there's an opportunity here for the game to change wildly. I'm back here with Marco, Florence, and Mike. And Marco, this question is for you. What show are these lyrics from? (laughs) Watch out, because here we come. It's been a while, but we're back with style, so... Get set to have some fun. We'll bring you action and satisfaction. We're the redacted. When you feel like a laugh, give us a call and we'll give you a ball. And if you feel like a song, tune in to us and sing right along. We're the redacted. Oh, fuck. Um, a hint. Here's your first hint. The main characters are in a band. What <laughs> the fuck? Uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles? I fucking know. They're in the band. <laughs> that is they? incorrect. We go to Florence. Um, shit, I don't know. Just go, it, Mike, what is it? So you don't want a hint? All right. <laughs> no, you, you oh, wait, can I get a hint? Can I get yeah. a hint? Yeah, there's three hints. Oh, okay, give me a hint. The main character's voices are pitched up. <laughs> what? Um, if I, if I describe... Monks? The Ch- Alvin and the Chipmunks? That is correct. Oh, my God. <laughs> okay. Nice. Well done. All right. So this goes to Florence. Yep. <clears throat> so there's different characters saying all of these lines. So I'm not going to tell you who the characters are, just so you know. Mm-hmm. Okay. Here we go. When your room looks kind of weird and you wish that you weren't there. Just close your eyes and make believe, and you can be anywhere. I like adventure. I like romance. I love great jokes. Animal dance. I've got my computer. I fly through the air. I play piano, and I've got blue hair. Me, I invent things. Meep, 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 meep. (laughs) Is everything all right in there? Yes, nanny. (laughs) I I feel like this... uh, Just give me a hint. (laughs) You want a hint? Yeah. All right. This show features young versions of these popular characters. Muppet Babies. Now look. You get three points. I will give you an additional bonus point. There's a bonus point opportunity here. Um, I, I don't know. I don't, need a, I, I don't need a bonus point. I want the bonus point. You can't have it. Aww. What was... 
What was the original title? Or the Jim Henson's title? Muppet Babies. Why would you turn it down? Oh, Jesus. That's what it says on the screen. Okay, so Mike, I like this singing like Rolf. Really. When your friends are kind of weird and you wish you were a <laughs> player. Just close your eyes and make believe All right. you can be anywhere. See, Marco, yeah. had this game you know, been rigged, he would have got that question, but I didn't give it to him. Because it's not right. <laughs> All right, ready for this? Now, does it? <laughs> Mike, here you go. You ready for this? Yes. Who's that coming from somewhere up in the sky, moving fast and bright as a firefly? Just when you think the trouble's going to pounce, who's going to be there when it really counts? Do the redacted countdown and send a wish out through the air. Just do the redacted countdown. When you need them, they'll be there. Don't be afraid when the clouds are brewing in your heart. If you can dream, just send a wish out in the dark and do the redacted countdown. Five, four, three, two, one. Is that um, Care Bears? That is correct, and there is a bonus opportunity here. Of course there is. I'm going to turn it down. I don't want it. Mm -mm, No. All right. No, just joking. I want it. I do want it. Just make it out of floors. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, technically speaking, they never say this is what the show is called, but this is what it says on the screen. Uh, Care Bears, a real American hero. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's actually called uh, the Care Bears family is what it says on the screen. And no one ever calls that. Okay, Marco, ready? No. Here we go. (laughs) (laughs) Masked crusaders working overtime, fighting crime, fighting crime. Secret raiders who will neutralize as soon as they arrive at the site. Tracker's gonna lead the mission, and Spectrum's got such supervision. R- r- redacted. <laughs> <laughs> I don't really don't know. Uh, <laughs> is it a show called Redacted? <laughs> no. No. Um, it's it's called um, uh, He-Man and She-Ra. You can have a hint, you know. Uh, can I have a hint, please? <laughs> yes. All right. The hint is... The title of this cartoon is one word. Mask. That is correct. Oh, it is? Oh, my God. That was just literally a guess. I'm trying to think. What cartoons do I actually know? Oh, wow. Okay, cool. Thanks. So then it goes to... Me. Florence. Here we go. Tally Hawk. Wings of silver, nerves of steel, redacted. (laughs) Partly metal, partly real, redacted. <laughs> Soaring through the highways of the heavens in their flight, redacted, a rainbow in the night. Superman? I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> no. Would you like a hint? Yeah, okay. This show was created as a space-based equivalent of this company's previous show, Thundercats. Hmm... I have no idea. All right, goes to you, Mike. Um, so do I get a hint? You, if you get a hint, it removes a point. But yes, you can. Do you want a hint? Yeah. A precious metal and a type of bird. Yeah. Okay. It's Silverhawks. All right. You said Tallyhawk and then Silver, and I was like, <laughs> yeah. But I just wanted to make sure. Who gets this question? This is. 
This for is two. Mike. Mike, okay. Tracker's going to lead the mission. Here we go, buddy. Ready? Spectrum's got such supervision. <laughs> there's technically two questions left. Oh, no, there's three. Okay, you know what? Uh, Mike, you want to play a song quick? Yeah. And then we'll end the show and the game with the next segment. Mike, Mike. He's got the songs that you will really like. Mm. <laughs> I like just. Mm. That's you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Amadeus Vegas. I love that name. Yep. Uh, Downtown Virtua came out a couple months ago. I was driving in the nighttime and I felt really cool while I listened to it. So maybe you can too. I love you guys. All right. Now properly introduce the track Amadeus Vegas, Downtown Virtua.
All right, and that was Downtown Virtua by Amadeus Vegas. Another pick from Mike. And we're just, we're going to finish up this uh, trivia-themed show with a bang. We are just completing the 80s cartoon uh, trivia game. I'm here with the Beyonce family, Marco, Florence, and Mike. So we're going to finish the show. We're going to finish the game. We're going to see who wins. You ready, Mike? Here we go. Redacted is excitement. Ooh, redacted. Redacted is adventure. Ooh, glamour and glitter, fashion and fame, redacted. Son of the bitch. I don't know. Is it gem? Is that your answer? Yeah. That is correct. It's all right. We go to Marco. Look around you. There are many things to see that some would say could never be. These things I know, it's true, and I will tell you so. They are there to see for you and me. <laughs> Trolls and wizards and fairy kings, birds that talk and fish that sing. And if your heart is true, then you will find them too. In every wish and dream and happy home, you will find the kingdom of the gnomes. Um, give me a hint. Hint number one. The main character's name is David. <laughs> Major Gobbler? <laughs> <laughs> no. All right, this goes to Florence. Is it David the Gnome? Okay. I will give you the point. Okay. And there is, a, there is a bonus point to be had here. No, I, I, I... Wait, don't I get two points? Because I didn't ask for a hint. No, you get, no, you get three points. You get three points, and then you have this bonus option here. Oh, okay. I don't know. I I don't know what the actual title is. <laughs> okay. So the full title is. I will just tell the audience. The world <laughs> of David the Gnome. Is that the show that has this like really really saddest yes. fuck ending? That's my where- hit number two. Hit number two. In the final episode, knowing that their time on Earth is almost over, <laughs> David and yes. his wife Lisa go up to the mountains and die. All right. <laughs> Oh my god. Technically they turn into a pair of trees with their buddy. Okay. Yes. <laughs> One more. Who does this go to? Me. All right, Florence. Here you go. Okay. We are the r r redacted. We're the spirits from the forest moon. We are brave, we are bold, like our storytellers told, that we're strong and we will fight and we'll stand up for our rights. Yes, we're at home on the ground and our highways in the trees. When we want to fly high, we just sail upon the breeze. We are the r r redacted Yeah, we're one big happy family. Uh, <laughs> can I have a hint, please? This cartoon is a spin-off of a popular science fiction franchise. <laughs> what? Um, I could hear the the little curl of your lip as you were saying that. <laughs> it's like a Grinch, your <laughs> trivia Grinch. <laughs> I, I don't, I don't know. All right, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> okay, now what's my hint? What's what hint? her hint? Yeah. Her hint was this cartoon is a spin-off of a popular science fiction franchise. All right, I want a hint. Your hint is the main characters are like little bears. Jesus Christ, Andy. Is it <laughs> Ewoks? That is correct. We are the Ewoks. Oh my god. Oh, I 
<laughs> We're the spirits from the Forest I Moon, never man. That show, Forest Moon, Florence. Okay, well, I don't even want to tell you the scores. We'll just say Mike won. <laughs> <laughs> Some enterprising <laughs> fan can... Uh, Florence at least get second? Uh, you got second, Marco. It goes Mike with no, uh, 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30. Marco with uh, 16. And Florence with 15. So that game was just a runaway hit for Mike, I guess. Well done, Mike. Good game, Smurf, 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 Smurf. Listen, we just recorded a really long episode, so we got to go. Thank you for joining me, Beyond Synth family. You have provided me with many clips for YouTube. Uh, that's all this is. It's just a fucking scheme to get YouTube clips. <laughs> Jesus, fuck you, Andy. <laughs> <laughs> that was great. Just using us. Yeah. Fucking Andy. <laughs> uh, thank you very much for listening to the show. If you want to support the show, you can go to patreon.com slash beyondsynth or uh, beyondsynth.com. Click on the donate button. There's a PayPal option, all sorts of exciting ways to help this show. And uh, Marco, what's, do you want people to go somewhere or look at something? Me? No, just, well, you still have the, the synthetic Sundays. I haven't put anything up there. SoundCloud. If you actually followed me, well, I, I, no, I see you share the you share the episodes you're on of this show. So what? So go to Beyond Synth and listen to the what? <laughs> 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 no, I, look, all Marco gonna, has completely forgotten how to do. No, plugs. all I want to do is plug the listeners. Thank you for your donations. Thank you for listening and keeping this show alive, and we really appreciate it. And uh, it's always a pleasure talking to you guys. Thank you. All right, Florence. Yeah, I guess I forgot how to do plugs, too. I don't know. Go listen to my music. <laughs> buy stuff on Bandcamp. I have a thing. I have a pin you can buy. Glitbiter. <laughs> Go get tested for COVID and stick a Q-tip up your nose. <laughs> and then buy some music from Glitbiter at Glitbiter. <laughs> what is your thing? Um, Glitbiter you at Bandcamp? You can actually go to Glitbiter.com, which will take you to my Bandcamp. Nice. I, I own that domain. Good for yeah, you. Proud, proud of you. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Mike. Uh, Marco, I hate you. I'm going to enact revenge on you sometime <laughs> in the future. Be ready. Florence. Okay, buddy. Florence, you're pretty... Yeah, but it's pre-revenge for some shit that you're going to pull. Watch. <laughs> just watch what you do, man. I like how you cut yourself <laughs> off when you're saying pretty cool, so it sounds like you just said, Florence, you're pretty... <laughs> and then you're like, Florence, you're it. pretty cool. Um, and <laughs> everyone should go to Florence's SoundCloud. Go to my SoundCloud, Modern Night. I just cracked 400,000 plays in total, which I feel kind of cool about. Wow. So, good job, man. Give me some more plays. I want some more plays. I'll give you some plays. I'll They're like little Pac-Man cookies for me. Like, <laughs> chomp, 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 chomp. All right. <laughs> I think that's it. All right. We're good, right? <laughs> we did it. All right. Wait, goodbye, wait, everybody. End it. <laughs> goodbye, everybody. That's the end of the show. So uh, thanks for tuning in to Beyond Synth. Tune in next time and keep on being cool. I'm Andy Last, and this is Beyond Synth. It's the mighty power that I'm done Redacted. Thanks for If you enjoy the show, please consider supporting it by going to patreon.com slash beyondsynth, or you can donate directly on beyondsynth.com. Beyond Synth can be found on SoundCloud, Spotify, Stitcher, 
and iTunes. And remember to like and subscribe to Beyond Synth on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Twitch. Until next time. Until next time.